The Fake Show Podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, The Craft House Brewery in Henderson, Mr. Antenna, and Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofty. Well, comedian actor Kevin Nealon sure has a lot going on right now. A new comedy special coming up, his sitcom Man With The Plan with Matt LeBlanc, and he just wrapped up season two of his great show Hiking With Kevin, where he hikes while he interviews celebrity guests. Kevin joins me right now from Los Angeles. Kevin, greetings from Las Vegas. How have you been? Good. How are you? Very good. Welcome back to the show. The last time we talked, you were, I think, just a few episodes into the first season of Hiking with Kevin. And one of the things I noticed is that maybe you're in a little better shape now. You're not as out of breath as maybe the first couple of episodes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, you know, the first episode I did with Matthew Modine and the, and the gag was that we were so out of breath. And that right. was a funny, uh, I thought it'd be a funny clip. And so I posted that on YouTube. Like, we're so winded, you couldn't understand what we we're saying to each other. And that worked out really well, and then um, the, then it became a little more formal hikes and uh, or more uh, on a serious note when it came to asking questions. I noticed that you've got a little better equipment because the first few episodes it was like basically a selfie stick, right? And and then someone gave you some professional equipment. Yeah, you know, the whole first season I think was a selfie stick with my camera, my iPhone at the end. And because it, it, it wasn't anything I had planned to do, you know, it just was happening. And uh, I did that, and um, people would kind of like write in, you know, they comment on my on my site. They go, "Hey, man, get a get a steady cam. You can afford it, you know, or get a mic that has a a windsock on it. Come on!" <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> somebody sent me from Evo Gimbal sent me this whole rig that they put together. It was very nice of them with the GoPro on it and a, a carbon graphite selfie stick and an external mic. You know, I thought, "Wow, this is nice." But I, I missed, you know, I, I was so used to my cell phone where I could see what I was shooting. But it's so eventually I finally moved over to that. And it looks much better. Yeah. You'd done this hike with Donny Osmond, only this time instead of Los Angeles, you were in the mountains of Utah. And obviously it was a bit of a challenge, right? I mean, you're walking around in snowshoes. Yeah, we had snowshoes on and we hiked from uh, Sundance to Las Vegas. And uh, <laughs> that was kind of fun. But the snowshoe thing was hilarious because we kept falling. And <laughs> neither one of us, were, I, it was, obviously, we used snowshoes a lot in our lives. So we we're kind of used <laughs> to that and also trying to have a hike at the same time. Comedian uh, Theo Vaughn, I think he was one who fell down one time when you were in Los Angeles. And, and you held back the laughter. I thought that was great because it was, must have been very... It's always hard not to laugh at someone who falls down, isn't it? it yeah, the older they are, the less laughing is involved. When you're getting right. that funny, and I'm, I'm, not sh I'm not sure what that age is at that divide where you stop laughing. And maybe it's at 40 40 years old. <laughs> See, now I was, uh, I must be cruel because I was going to say 90, but I guess that's wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't so, remember the last time I fell. I guess I, when I was skiing last season, I fell, but it wasn't like I tripped somewhere and fell. You know, one of the funniest things, too, about Theo Vaughn, who you had on, was that he almost looked like he was believing it when you said, yeah, the cartel steals people's appendix for black market stew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if he believed that or not. <laughs> he might have believed it. So do you have like a drone shot because you have all these really cool overhead shots now? I do. Thanks for noticing. I, I, you know, I've always been fascinated by drones, and I thought this would be kind of a good uh, addition to the hike. You know, aesthetically, if I had some drone shots, uh, 
And so I've been kind of experimenting with that and kind of playing with that. And it's been a lot of fun. You know, I, I've learned all the settings that where it'll follow you and, you know, some dramatic shots coming over the ridge and catching us and, and seeing the, the views from the top. So I love that. And, and you know, interviewing is a real art, too, and, and you're so good at it. I mean, you I think one of the important things is that you have to listen to what the guest is saying. I really noticed that when you had Jeff Goldblum on the show. And then that kind of leads to the next question. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you have never stopped doing stand-up and continue to this day. And and I'm wondering, when you prepare a comedy special, do you kind of go back over past specials just to see that you're not repeating or just to maybe make little tweaks and improvements? Well, it's funny you should ask me that because that's exactly what I was just doing in the last couple of weeks. You know, I haven't done a special in a while. Not that they're specials anymore because everybody has them. But um, I haven't done an hour of stand-up in a while because, um, you know, it, uh, I've just been so busy, you know. Um, but, yeah. But I, um, I looked at my last two stand-up specials just to make sure that the material I have now wasn't a holdover from any of that stuff, and, um, and, and it hasn't been. So um, it's been like seven years since I've done a, my last stand-up special. So, but yeah, that's, that's funny you should ask me that. That's exactly what I've been doing. Are you hypercritical of yourself? Would you rather not watch you? Um, it is difficult to watch me on, uh, on those specials. I don't mind watching the hiking shows that I do because, you know, um, you know, I have sunglasses on and a hat and, you know, a jacket <laughs> and I'm hiking with somebody else and his views and yeah. stuff. And, right, right. You know, but... But to watch myself on TV, it's very difficult for me to do. I'm very critical of um, how I look. I thought it was very cool. Someone asked you one time about your comedic inspirations. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone say this name, but it's a guy that I always thought was hysterical, and that's uh, Myron Handelman. Stanley Myron Handelman. Yeah. I grew up kind of watching. He was a big influence on me. Um, just kind of very uh, New York, uh, you know, Jewish comic. He talked like this, you know, and he wore that floppy hat and the round glasses yeah. and uh, very thin and kind of, you know, poor posture. And he um, he was such an... I met his daughter about 20 years ago somewhere. She introduced herself. But, um, yeah, he had the great misdirection kind of, of style, you know, where he would talk about, you know... I got a, you know, that I saw this guy walking out of a ball with a just a stick, you know, as a crutch, and he found a genie bottle, and the genie granted him a wish, and he rubbed it, and just like that, poof, his stick turned into a real crutch. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you getting inspiration from that because that's the misdirection, the art of the misdirection. That is your thing. I, I think you know someone else who comes to mind is Ellen DeGeneres, and when she does stand up. Yeah, we have similar um, styles, I guess. But, um, you know, comedy is kind of like verbal magic. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a surprise. It's, you think it's going one way and then poof, you know, your, your uh, assumptions have changed. I know how much you loved Andy Kaufman as we all did. Did you ever meet him? I did. Yeah, I did meet him um, back in the 80s, you know, and he was an uh, interesting character. He used to come into the improv a lot, and I would hang out at the improv, I actually bartended at the improv. So I got to meet a lot of people like Andy Kaufman and Robin Williams and, um, you know, George Carlin, Steve Martin. I mean, it's endless. I was in uh, paradise there, just comedy haven. And I, you know, I saw, you know, one day I talked to Andy Kaufman out on the sidewalk in front of the improv, and I asked him about meditation because I knew he meditated, and he went on for like an hour just talking about it. And I don't wow. think I listened, talk about listening. I didn't think I listened. 
too much what he said. I was just looking at his face and studying the moles on his face. <laughs> you know, I know uh, the Carson show was huge for you. And, and I had heard that when you kind of walked out on stage there for the first time, your act vanished. I mean, for just a second, you had forgotten everything you were about to say. Yeah, I totally went blank. I was, I was the most uncomfortable moment in my life. I had prepared so hard for that, and in and, and my head, I was going over my act every, you know, five minutes for the first, you know, for the four days before that, and uh, and then when I came out, I was walking to my mark, and Johnny was off to my right, and the audience was applauding, and I was just one blank. I just couldn't think of it. And then finally, after the last clap ended, I remembered my opening. <laughs> so did the Carson appearances in any way pave the way for you getting SNL? Or was that mainly Dana Carvey who said to Lauren, hey, we got to get this guy? I think it was kind of a conglomerate of things. You know, it was it was being ready to be on that show. It was um, it was doing the Tonight Show, having that kind of validation, because that's what it is. It's like passing your bar exam as a, a lawyer, you know, as a comic. It validates you. And um, and also, you know, I was friends with Dana Carvey, and he recommended me, with, I think, with a couple other people um, um, to be on the show. And so I sent my tapes in, and, um, you know, I had to go audition at 30 Rock. And um, I think also it was the chemistry of the, the players, the sketch players. Lauren was looking for people that kind of knew each other and worked well together. It had some kind of synergy, and um, and I, you know, I was friends with Dana, and I was actually dating Jan Hooks at the time, and we were good yeah. friends also. And I knew Dennis Miller, so you know, there was that kind of um, friendship there. Yeah, such a great cast too. I mean, all those guys. You, I, I think I saw a photo on your Twitter page recently of you and Schneider and Spade and Chris Farley, Chris Rock, and Phil Hartman. I mean, it's it was a pretty incredible cast, wasn't it? It really was. Looking back now in hindsight, I mean, you know, when you're in the moment of it, it's all everybody's just doing their best, and you know, you're hoping that it it it, um, it resonates with people. But you know, since then, there's been a lot of other casts and. Um, People have come and gone, and, and you look back and you go, wow, there's some pretty talented people back there, you know, far away. Yeah, yeah. By the way, are you enjoying working with Matt LeBlanc? I mean, that seems to be a pretty cool situation. Love it. I love that. Yeah, Man with a Plan on CBS. We're going to our fourth season this year. Nice. I'm excited about that. But Matt, Matt is such a guy. He's so knowledgeable about sitcom work and structure and story and characters and what works and what doesn't. I thought I knew a lot about sitcoms, but being around him, I'm like in an awe. You know, I'm, I learn something every day. And will there be more seasons of Hiking with Kevin? Yeah. In fact, I'm, I'm banking some hikes right now for uh, next September for season three. I'm hiking with Lindsey Vaughn today. I've already hiked with Alec Baldwin and Nick Swartzen and Sean Hayes. Nice. And, uh, nice. Rita Wilson. So it's been fun. Yeah. So when you get when you get someone like Lindsay Vaughn, who's a world class athlete, and she's not breathing at all, does it make you feel a little bit intimidated? Um, I'm kind of used to it because I'm the one that's usually huffing and puffing on these hikes. <laughs> and and sometimes though I'll have a, a hiking guest that is not in great shape. I know that, so I'll try to find a, a flat trail. I call them the flatliners. But on this particular hike today, I found a trail that uh, is more suitable for me instead of her because I know she'll be in great shape. Yeah, well, I can't wait for that next season. And it's Kevin Nealon's hiking with Kevin. Both of the first two seasons on uh, available now on Kevin Nealon's YouTube channel. Always a pleasure, buddy, and and we appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's great talking. Yeah.
Thanks, Kevin. Make sure that you do check out the past episodes of Hiking with Kevin. I mean, he's had guests like Adam Sandler, Cheryl Hines, Conan O'Brien, and Judd Apatow. That brings us to the end of this episode of The Fake Show. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jim Tofty, and I'll see you next time. Take The Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.